Unlike movies, video game sequels are often highly regarded as they usually improve and build upon the first iteration. You can look to many great sequels such as Super Mario Bros. 3, Silent Hill 2, Resident Evil 2 and 3, Mass Effect 2, Uncharted 4, and many, many more. But sometimes things don't always go to plan and the game will forever in a series live in infamy. And those are the games today that we are here to talk about on another exciting edition of A Cast of the Past, where you can watch a brand new episode each and every Sunday on YouTube in your favorite podcast app. Joining me today, of course, Keith Hamilton. Hi. Keith. Yes. When you think of video game sequels, what, what first comes to mind? What really stands out to you? As far as the good ones or the bad ones? Just in general, when you think of a video game sequel. The things that I always hope for in a video game sequel is just like, give me more of what you've already given me, but maybe just a teensy bit better. Because yeah, like you mentioned, those games uh, in the intro, uh, they're all great examples of great experiences that got a little better in the uh, in the later ones. So you've already built a solid base, and now let's just keep using that to make something even greater. Does it always work? No. And I've got a couple that I immediately thought of when you told me that you wanted to do an episode based on bad sequels. I got some gripes that I'm going to get off my chest today that I've just been holding on to for years that I just need to <laughs> let the rage out. Yes, this this will be part uh, venting. So, yes, we're going to be talking about the worst video game sequels. So it doesn't have to be the, the second in a series it can no. be any iteration in a series so because a sequel we're gonna dive is, a little bit yeah into just that. anything that happens after um the original game like metal gear solid 4 is a sequel to metal gear solid just two of them later <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so we look at you know at the top of this obviously i bring up you know movie sequels generally worse because they have to kind of come up with a whole new story and everything but video games usually the story depending on the game of course isn't always the main focal point so it's really if a game is a hit it's hey let's do something similar but build upon it improve upon it and that's generally why we see so many sequels are very very highly regarded but it doesn't always work out as i said mm -hmm. so we're going to get into our own personal sequels that we find disappointing and then we'll also look you know a little bit later on on just kind of general consensus a few different websites that have come up with lists for worst video game sequels so we can dive into those a little bit too but keith i want to give you the floor first okay let me take a swig of water for yeah, this one <laughs> a video game sequel that you think was a huge disappointment. So there's a little game that came out for the PS3 slash Xbox 360 called Star Wars The Force Unleashed. One of my favorite games of that generation. It's not exactly like the best game. It's very much like a cult classic B, uh, B style game that I, I found to be a lot of fun. And it helped a lot that it was a Star Wars game. So it gives it a lot of extra points. So when I found out they were going to make a second one, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, I was really excited for it. They had Yoda in the promo footage. He was going to fight another Rancor, but it looked bigger this time. It was real cool stuff. So I bought it day one, $60, spent my hard-earned money on that game, went home, 
beat it four hours later, <laughs> was right pissed about it. This is a game that I spent full, like, or paid full price for in a time, you know, I was just entering my 20s. I didn't have all that much money. Spaid full price for it. Went home, played it, was excited, and the game itself is just like, there's four levels to it, and then they go and reskin those four levels and turn it into eight, and then you can beat the thing in like four hours. It's a crappy game that really just, I think it killed the Force Unleashed franchise, and that is probably the most disappointed I have ever, ever been in A, a video game purchase, and B, a video game sequel. I just think it's the definition of cash grab and I got hoodwinked by it. So I'm extra pissed about that, but it's just disappointing in almost every way. And as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the worst sequels of all time. So I I think you kind of hit on two factors there that made it disappointing. It felt good. It felt really good to get, I've been holding onto that one for a long time. (laughs) So one factor being the, the length of the game, right? You say like four hours, completely done Mm -hmm. disappointment but then also kind of the issue with padding right where you said they basically just kind of rehash some stuff Mm -hmm. because so it's it's like it's two like cardinal sins of a video game pretty much and a short game doesn't necessarily mean a bad game because there are games that you can beat in a couple of hours but they give you reasons to go back and play them there they can either be run based like all the roguelikes out there or you unlock additional rewards that make it intriguing to to go back and play it had none of that so it was just a bad experience yeah and and it's like like you said short games aren't necessarily bad but you look at a short game like okay the original portal right it wasn't you know you got that on the orange box for 60 mm-hmm. bucks and you got so many other things or yeah because the thing with the orange box you yeah. got a lot of different material yeah, i don't there, remember so if you, you weren't just paying for portal like individually on steam but i would imagine it's a little bit cheaper you could but and it was at a discounted price yeah, exactly. i think it was only like 15 20 yeah, and i'm pretty sure a game like journey as well it's not you know short games are good they're you just generally not you don't expect to pay 60 you're to, not paying 60 it, bucks exactly for exactly so i can totally see that and yeah, anything where you're kind of rehashing content, um, you know, we're not necessarily talking about it today, but that's a criticism of like, you know, Zelda Skyward Sword, um, that kind of just recycling other parts of the game to just like, just to pad it out. Um, so that's a good example, Force Unleashed. I looked through many lists of, uh, you know, worst sequel games, and sure enough, Force Unleashed 2 wa- was on there, so you're definitely not alone on that one, Because it's hot trash. We all got burned on it a little bit. Now, th- the one I'm going to get into, Keith saw it on our agenda and right away uh, had... I wanted to fight He you. wants to fight me, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to put on here Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Now, hear me out because all right I, i'm i'm gonna let you yeah you let me get something off my chest that i've been holding mm-hmm. on to so i'm gonna let you say your piece as a thank you i was you. gonna say yeah and then i'm gonna tell you why you're wrong <laughs> give me the floor here i'll first start start up by even saying that on its own in a vacuum i don't think it's a bad game but if you put in kind of the anticipation and the hype behind the fans of banjo kazooie and then what we kind of get uh, you'll kind of understand. So Banjo-Kazooie, of course, fantastic game for the Nintendo 64. Banjo-Tooie, the sequel. I happen to 
I, I think it's a great game. I, I don't like it as much as the original. It's a very ambitious game. Some people prefer one versus the other, but I don't deny it's a good game. And then, you know, long time goes by. We're waiting. We're waiting for Banjo 3E is what it's going to be called. It was supposed to happen for the GameCube. Then we all know what happens with Rare, um, you know, Micro... Wouldn't it be Banjo, like, Kazoo 3? There was... No, that, that sounded yeah, better in my head. There was going to be, like, Ga- Banjo Kazumi or something or whatever. There was a bunch of different names or that eventually became Nuts and Bolts, that name. A lot of history there. But anyway... People were waiting for the third platformer style game for many years. Rare gets bought by Microsoft. Obviously, things get totally derailed. And then Microsoft comes out with this like super hype trailer uh, showing like next gen HD Banjo-Kazooie. It has no indication of like it's going to be vehicle based or anything. We just know, hey, Rare's finally going to cash in on their third Banjo-Kazooie game. And then we go from, you know, collect a collect-a-thon 3d platformer with so much personality to nuts and bolts which is just completely vehicle based i mean they they squeezed a little bit of platform stuff in there it's a building but it is a building game albeit unique concept all that like i said in a vacuum it's not a bad game but when you're waiting years and years and years for this platformer and, you know, platformers kind of fell out of fashion and particularly during this time, I think it's around like 2008 or something that it came out. It it was just a huge letdown because it was just not the game anyone wanted. So for that reason, it's forever in infamy. Even like I said, as a game, technically, it's not bad. It's just... A disappointment so kind of as a sequel in a series it's you know very much a disappointment i can understand that and and i find that fascinating because i'm on the other side of that where i played nuts and bolts i loved nuts and bolts but that's also the only banjo game i've ever played i've never played one or twoy so looking at it in that vacuum that's why i don't have that resentment for uh banjo kazooie nuts and bolts i played it on the 360 i had a hell of a time with it and loved nearly every moment with it and it makes me wonder that when it comes to sequels do you think that fan anticipation is one of the things that sets stuff like this up to fail because there's a lot of instances and this is both applies for video games and movies i think where people look at it and they want it to be something other than what it is so they immediately write it off as well it sucks because even with banjo i think it wasn't Banjo 3. It was really more of like a side game, right? Like it's the same way that um, would like uh, the Legend of Zelda, like the Four Swords games. Are those considered mainline ones? Or are those kind of like the same idea as like a nuts and bolts where it's something that happens with Zelda, but it's not like one of the Legend of Zelda games. I think it's a little, think it's a little bit different um, because, yes, I do think, you know, Four Swords Adventures and all those mm-hmm. Zelda or, games. You know what? Not, not Four Swords. Let's say Hyrule Warriors. I think yeah. Hyrule Warriors is a better example. Example. But even then, um, the thing is, we have a bunch of Zelda games, right? <laughs> Where it mm-hmm. was there was so much hype with, you know, there's only two Banjo-Kazooie. I mean, there's other, there's like Game Boy, there's like handheld games, but they're so, really not that great. Um, but they don't get all the crap because 
they weren't kind of positioned as the third game. The way that they but marketed Banjo point, Nuts and Bolts, I think. Yeah, I was going to ask at any point, did they call it Banjo, the third Banjo Kazooie game? Because I think that's a really important I detail. I, I want to say not directly, but like I said, the trailer that came out for the original like trailer that they came out with, which was just a complete teaser trailer, um, just it's like they did not say it was nuts and bolts, but then mm-hmm. they, you know, they didn't say it was either. like they didn't give any indication. So all the hype. The more I hear this argument, it sounds like it's the fan base's fault. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me put it this way. I, I've, I have a feeling with the fact that, like I said, because the the GameCube like Banjo 3E was canceled, I think, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The expectation was there because they had started development or there were plans for development. I'm not sure. There's plenty of websites that have a lot of of content regarding that. Um, But I I think because it was in the works and then got canceled and then Microsoft took over, they're like, oh, finally it's going to happen. And then this is the game we got and everyone is very sad about it so mm-hmm. it's just and I bet it's you in an really unfortunate just... spot and they picked the wrong time i think to experiment like i think Pete, they everyone just wanted like give us the platformer and then whatever if you want to make a sequel go for it but just this is what we want we want next gen banjo kazooie what can you do with it you know mario is always evolving for each console we wanted to see what this series could do like rare had their own thing but rare you know obviously fell apart and what we ended up getting you know later on of course like um i think it's called platonic games which is made from kind of the people who like people who had left rare and then they ended up coming out with ukulele which is Mm -hmm. you know basically they're redoing banjo kazooie but they don't have the licensing so they created it's a dinosaur instead uh i think it's a chameleon it's a chameleon and a bat instead of a bear and a bird and i still have to play that someday but Mm -hmm. i guess in a way we did finally get a game although i hear it doesn't quite hit the same mark but of course, uh, I still want to give it a chance. And I imagine they really just rubbed salt in the wound with that one. Because if you, the first like 15 minutes of Nuts and Bolts is a parody oh, yeah, of those old yeah, Banjo-Kazooie Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is And I love that so much. To, to people who aren't big on platformers, sure. But, you know, my, my friend Chris, who's a bigger Banjo-Kazooie fan than me, um, shout out to jeff yeah he like we both directly took that as like an insult like how dare you like <laughs> this is the game everyone wanted and you're throwing it in our face so i love yeah. that and personally you know we but played through I that game don't have any t- to the end and and ended up completing it just because we wanted to see it through and like i said it's not a terrible game but it's just it's not the game that the fan base wanted so it will forever live in infamy for that reason all right, we 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 gave that one quite quite a uh, a dialogue there. So, Keith, mm-hmm. what what's next on your list? All right, so one that I really want to bring up because we talked about we even talked about the series already, where a good sequel is something that you're taking something and building um building something a little better with the the ground floor that you've already established. Well, there are some cases where they take this great thing that they've built, this great story that they built, they like 
curl it up into a ball and then they just take that ball and they throw it in the trash and that's what we got with mass effect andromeda because mass effect one of my favorite series if not my favorite series depending on when you ask me like mass effect 2 is one of my favorite games ever i'm one of the people that was totally okay with the original ending of mass effect 3 we can fight about that one another day anybody out there in listener land but i loved it i thought that the mass effect trilogy is some of the greatest storytelling in video games ever period hard stop and then we got andromeda when it was this whole idea of well we have that story so we're going to do something totally different. We're going to get out of the Milky Way. We're going to go to a new galaxy. We're going to have new areas to explore, new races, but kind of familiar at the same time. And it was something for the new generation of consoles. Now, imagine if they took the best story and in video games and actively set out to make it the worst story possible just everything that made the mass effect series great with things like character depth and these like intriguing bioware like interweaved stories that bioware was so good at they just had none of that in mass effect andromeda the dialogue fell flat totally the deep characters were replaced with like fart jokes and butt jokes and even like the romances and stuff that were a very like deep and and complicated part of the Mass Effect series. It was just like, I like you, kiss, and then that's about it. And they just managed to take the soul out of Mass Effect. And it's just one of, it's so disappointing that way, where there's sometimes with sequels that they just totally miss the mark. And there's a lot of talented people that work on these things, and you can't discredit them, but sometimes they just, if it was a dartboard, they ended up on the other side of the bar of from that dartboard <laughs> and so it was just, it just really disappointing to drink. see <laughs> <laughs> exactly so mass effect andromeda is a huge disappointment for me for that reason uh, yeah totally understandable mass effect series that's one where that's one of my video game sins of i've i may have played like 10 minutes of the original mass effect and i know two is where where the you know where the money's at um, yeah, that so is so it, oh, it is cream of lacrosse. Yeah, it, it's something I'm gonna have to get to at some point. But that is again, I'll probably make you on the yeah. show. Well, I know which one to skip. As you said, it just seems like it was, um, it just didn't quite hit the mark. It really, um, as you said, didn't have the soul. And I assume, you know, was it a different development team or you know different, you know, it shift was still in director? Bioware. Uh, I'm not 100% sure of the inner workings of Bioware because they do have multiple teams. So it could have been a situation of it was Bioware, but a different team within Bioware. Mm -hmm. And I've heard but a lot of people have said, you know, there was a certain shift in Bioware where things started to fall mm -hmm. off. Something so. weird happened around the beginning of the PS4, our current generation of consoles, where the Bioware games just got weird. Like all of the soul and pretty much Andromeda um, was what was happening with Bioware. Because the same thing happened with Dragon Age and then we got Anthem and just things haven't been the same since. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So, getting to my next pick, 
This is one that uh, probably wouldn't surprise many as it was one that was in developmental hell for quite a long time and took forever to get... This almost feels unfair. (laughs) It it almost does, which is Duke Nukem Forever. Now, this was... More like forever to make, am I right? I mean, the joke is in the name itself because it took, uh, I want to say, was it like 14 years to come out? Something like that. It was announced when Bill Clinton was president and didn't release until I believe Obama was president. So, uh, (laughs) that is a weird way to put that, but totally accurate. I just remember reading a list of, you know, games in development and they were like this is the you know duke nukem forever world events that happened since duke <laughs> yeah, nukem started the, yeah the only game that was announced during the bill clinton administration and still has not come out um, so yeah that I, I always think of that joke when i think of uh duke nukem forever but you know it was a game that was in development for forever and there was trailers that would come out every couple of years and it would like it looked like you could do so many things in this game and they were putting so much work into it. But I think it went through multiple iterations before. Um, is it id Studios, I want to say, or who? D- uh, Gearbox, Gearbox ended up well, publishing yeah, it. That, um, that was the final team that took over. But um, yeah. who originally made the Duke Nukem series? Uh, is it the same people who did Doom? Up. I want to say. Uh, either way. Oh, 3D Realms developer? Yes, yeah, 3D okay, Realms. 3D that's, Realms, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, okay, right. so 3D Realms, I believe we're working on it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, something happened there that they might have folded, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Mm-hmm. There was legal disputes in the mid-2000s. And then Gearbox, who I believe is associated with like the Borderlands series, ended up taking over to essentially their task was, listen, just... Get this damn game out. (laughs) Listen, I don't care. Whatever it takes, just finish the game. And sure enough, Duke Nukem Forever is, uh, you know, what we got that it came out for PS3 and uh, i believe 360 i think it came out on all platforms and it was really just a behind the times mediocre first person shooter like it's Mm. you could feel its age and it had a lot of jokes and humor that were really of its time of like the you know mid to late 90s and after many many years of hype you just get this like that's it kind of like eh of a game and that is what we now know as duke nukem forever i i started playing this like a little bit after it came out i think when like blockbuster was closing down i uh, picked this up for for cheap and wanted to, I was like, you know, after all these years, I just, uh, I got to see what it's all about. And I remember just being severely, severely underwhelmed by it. And there's some sections where you're like mini Duke for no reason. And you're in like an RC car. And yeah, it just had the kind of these unnecessary sections. Like I said, the humor just felt very dated for its time. Uh, yeah, and, it felt like it came out of 14 yeah, years ago. Yeah, earlier. it's like they never evolved the jokes from when they started developing mm-hmm. it. Like Duke Nukem was like the creepy uncle now instead of the cool guy. 
Yeah. So sure enough, not that I was a big Duke Nukem fan for um, like back in the day, but I do remember like playing it and being like, oh, this is a thing. Like I'm a kid. I shouldn't be looking at this stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, you know, I had to see it. And sure enough, it just was very meh after, you know, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. I'm not surprised by it <laughs> in the way that it just you kind of knew what you were going to get because I personally never played it because I just looked at it like, well, I know this is going to suck because it's something that probably, I don't think it ever should have came out. It should have been this like mythical thing that just lived in development hell for all of eternity instead of being something that we could actually play. And it's just the world didn't need it at that point. We didn't really need to play Duke Nukem forever. And it showed because that was the reaction that you had. Everybody that played it kind of had the same thing. It was like, well, this kind of dated. The jokes are cool. The It feels like a first-person shooter from the end of the PS2 era. And why does it need to exist? I can't think of any reason. Basically, I think... The the thing we can say with Duke Nukem Forever is that it was the victim of its own like hype. And I think because there was all this hype, the reason it had to exist is because it needed to just be because it had become a joke, essentially, like it just needed to be seen through like we had to see it come out as a game like uh, by all accounts, it should have been canceled. But I think because there was it became a meme, it's like, OK, we just got to release it. Right. Like people have yeah. just at least got to see what the finished product is. Yeah. Even Let if it's been $60 yeah, on this even meme. if it may not be <laughs> worth playing. Um, now, Keith, I know you had one more on your list, but I f- believe it or not, it, it, I think it's going to be mentioned here. Uh, I did want to pull up a, an article from thethings.com and kind of just do a rapid fire through some of the games they have 25 on this list we'll go through most of them pretty quickly but i'll I'll stop at one of the ones that i know you wanted to to talk about okay sounds good to me so let's jump over as i said this is from thethings.com and uh, number 25 on their list is actually Mass Effect 3. Now, I know you probably feel a little bit differently, so I'll, I'll let you mm-hmm. you comment. But I know the, the ending was very infamous for a lot of people, so much so that I believe they changed it, right? Um, that is correct. So, uh, but yeah, any comments on this one? It's weird because I think the reason why people don't like Mass Effect 3 is because they didn't like the ending that they gave it. And... Otherwise, it's a perfectly fine game. And like I said, I'm somebody that enjoyed that ending. It was, wasn't was exactly the thing that people wanted, the nice, neat little bow that they wanted. But hey, it was still an ending and it was totally okay. So I don't think it's disappointing in the slightest. Yeah. All right. So they have Super Mario Brothers 2 on here. Now, we all know most people know the the story behind this. They came out with an actual Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan and the Lost, the levels. lost levels and it, when it came to localizing it for the American audience, um, people weren't didn't feel like it it would be very enjoyable for the audience. So because it was hard, it was brutal. My God, it's hard. It was difficult. (laughs) So what ended up happening, they reskin a game, uh, Doki Doki Panic. And then that comes out and it's just very, very different. Um, I don't 
you know, I don't think it necessarily belongs on here because I think it's actually a good game. It's just, yeah. it's just so different. Let me tell so you, as somebody different. that played Super Mario 2 this morning, it is a good game still. It's just different. It's, yeah, I, I akin it very much to Zelda 2. If you call Super Mario 2 disappointing, you need to call Zelda 2 disappointing because it's just different. It's not bad. It's different yeah. from what you expect. Exactly. Um mentioned here bioshock 2 never played it myself but have never heard played it. um a lot of people just said it just you know didn't quite innovate quite like uh the first one of course hey mass effect andromeda on there for you keith um, is that all i need to say <laughs> yeah, <there>? exactly <laughs> zelda 2 as we just mentioned on here um a lot of people, though, I feel uh, this game gets a lot more hate than it deserves, as Keith was just talking about. It is different. If uh, you want to go check out my how I really feel about that game, uh, go to GameEssays.com. It's my new solo channel. I have a whole video on that game. Uh, cheap plug. Cheap plug, exactly. Lego Star Wars The Clone Wars. I played a little bit of Lego Star Wars. I think the one that had every movie, like the first, what, six movies, um, you know, before mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy. Um, wasn't as into it as like, say, the Lego Indiana Jones games. I don't, I don't know if you touched this one. I have never played a Lego game. Yeah. Not one. I was kind of, honestly, I was kind of iffy on them. And then... Um, playing lego indiana jones i was like this game is actually damn good so they they i've heard really good things about them it just hasn't touched me yeah they they do some of them justice but uh like like i said i haven't uh, dove too deep into the series Mm -hmm. what else we got on here pac-man 2 the new adventures this is actually one i have played and i don't know what this game is i need to look this up it's a very weird like adventure game with pac-man in it i remember i think you have oh, like a sl- weird you have like a slingshot or something I-, I remember thinking this was like cool as a kid but i just couldn't figure out what i was actually supposed to do uh this is like the zelda 2 to yeah, pac-man it, it's really <laughs> really weird and apparently people didn't like it yeah i don't think i got past like the first screen because when i was a kid because i just didn't know what the hell to do Moving Strange. on, Force Unleashed 2. There you go, Keith, is mentioned on the list. Um, Dead Space 3. Mm-hmm. Not f- that I can understand because Dead Space is a game that it's very much like Resident Evil, where it's a action horror game. And then they decided to get cheeky with Dead Space 3 and add things like microtransactions and co-op play. And it just totally missed the mark on what made Dead Space great. Moving on, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Um, not assu- wait, assuming, <laughs> yeah, not really sure on that one. Is that still a fighting game or did yeah, they it's go? It's still a fighting game. Did they go? Um, oh, okay. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember anything <laughs> bad about that. Bomberman one. Okay, sure. Act Zero. I'm Ooh, seeing a picture of that's like, an infamous. You, you know one. that one? It, it looks like a jacked up Bomberman. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know how everything in the early 2000s needed to have an edge, bro, and be extreme. Well, somebody decided let's do that with Bomberman. <laughs> Take him from a cute guy to this like jacked to up this Mountain Dew <laughs> warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure looks like it. Um, all right, Medal of Honor Warfighter, not really too familiar there. Ninja Gaiden 3. I think this is the one where the Japanese commercial was just about boobs to, to sell it. Um, oh, okay. Sonic 
the Hedgehog 2006. Now, this is one that absolutely is deserves that the to one be where he kisses a girl and becomes a werewolf. Uh, I, I don't. I think that's Unleashed. Um, oh, okay, but Sonic 06. There, you can see a ton of playthroughs on YouTube. It is just a complete buggy mess, and it it, it it's just an unfinished game, straight up. So already, um. Yeah, it's just a complete disaster if you watch any, like, Game Grumps has an infamous playthrough of that. There's just... So, uh, things I just learned, don't Google Sonic Kisses Girl, <laughs> because you'll get some stuff you don't oh, want to see. I believe it. Yeah, so Sonic 06, <laughs> definitely just a complete, like, buggy disaster. So, understandable why it's on here. Uh, Driver 3, not too, like, I remember hearing about this being a disappointment, but not too familiar myself. Yeah, I played a little bit of Drive 3-er back in the day, <laughs> and it, like I really liked Driver 2, and this was, uh, this is when they, tr- this is an example of a sequel where they tried to do a little too much, where Driver was a game about driving, big shock, but you could never leave the car, so they looked at games like Grand Theft Auto Vice City and said, well, we want that, and just kind of lost the fun of Driver at the same time. Yeah, trying to emulate something else and just wasn't going to be able to do it as as good. Mm-hmm. All right, and now we get to the one that was on your list, Devil May Cry 2. Um, so this yeah. is weird. I, I first want to kind of lead with, so Devil May Cry, obviously popular series. Normally, you feel like the two in the series usually gets it right. Of course, we mentioned, um, you know, like Zelda 2 and, you know, Super Mario 2, where they did things a little bit different. But normally, you know, Resident Evil 2, Silent Hill 2, Twisted Metal 2, usually the two is where things go right. So what went wrong with Devil May Cry 2? With Devil May Cry 2, because the Devil May Cry series is so character-based and mostly based on the character of Dante, where his personality is so strong and he's so witty and kind of had this great character arc in the first Devil May Cry that it really helped and amplified the action. It was kind of a like a pretty perfect package for the PS2 era at that time. Then they completely changed Dante's character in Devil May Cry 2. Like, the action was okay. It was very much like... It felt uninspired, the action, where you had these cool gothic castle monsters and just these all these unique areas as you progress through Devil May Cry 1. In 2, it was a lot of grays, a lot of browns, a lot of muddy rooms, and just didn't look as, as aesthetically pleasing as the first one. That, combined with the fact that they took like away most of Dante's wit and turned him into like a serious grizzled veteran that's been around the block a few times just everything that made devil may cry great didn't exist in devil may cry 2 so it just made it uh it made it a step backwards for the series then they did end up course correcting in a major way because three four five they're all great games but two is just not on the same level as the rest of them all right, and now we get to the the last nine. We're going to go through kind of rapid fire. I know there might be one or two you want to comment on, and we, we can kind of jump to that. Um, but moving on, we got Resident Evil 6. It's, an, it's a good game. It got a bad rap. Then there's NBA Live 14, Duke Nukem Forever, which we, of course, touched on. Metal Gear Survive. Any Any thoughts on that one? 
I know you're. It is a bad <laughs> trash garbage game. I know you're the, oh, you're the MGS guy, so <laughs> so bad. It's that is the definition of a cash grab. I would put it up there with Force Unleashed Two oh, wow. as far as cash grabs. <laughs> Moving on, we've got Homefront: The Revolution, Star Wars Battlefront Two, which it seems like they kind of eventually course corrected, but right out of the box, mm-hmm. a lot of Ooh, a lot those first few weeks yeah. of Battlefront, Ooh. a lot of people were not happy about that. Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Pulse Bolts, which is wrong. Crackdown Three, and then at number one they have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. Now I had fallen out of the the Tony Hawk series at this point, but it seems like a lot of people kind of put this as just a kind of lazy cash in in the series. Of course, there was a lot of games after four before, so you know they went to Underground, Underground Two. They had Proving Ground, all this stuff before they kind of circled. Yeah, because this game didn't come out until twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, so, so they, this is really like. The yeah it's really like 11th yeah, Tony something Hawk game. way later <laughs> in the numbers but they kind of like hey we never did five so let's go back and do it so uh yeah this one apparently it just really didn't work for people really just seemed like lazy cash grab um now of course we've just gotten the release of you know tony hawks one plus two and and that seems like a real like they've kind of found their footing again in the tony hawk series but that was a series that really went astray they did not find their footing on this yeah one. they went astray for and a I while think little wayne was in it for some reason <laughs> to just to to date it a little bit more there um exactly so yeah that was the end of the list um but i, I think we hit a lot of we hit a lot of uh covered a lot of bases there on mm-hmm. some of the worst and a lot sequels. of reasons why we think that sequels are can be unfortunate and there are a lot of examples of great sequels just most of none of these that we talked about absolutely so uh, that's that's going to kind of wrap things up for the episode. But of course, if uh, listeners, if, if you have any sequels that you found to be the worst in the series, make sure to let us know either reaching out to us, uh, you know, on Twitter at a cast of the past, but the best way to do so and let us know either leave a comment on YouTube or of course, join the discord over at a cast of the slash discord. That's the best way to interact with us. And if you have ideas for things that would make a great video, definitely let us know. We take a lot of feedback in that regard. And it's also just a great place to hang out and interact. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for another exciting edition of a cast to the past. I'm just reading about Tony Hawk 5 now. (laughs) God, that was a bad game. We don't have to deal with it now. We have a good Tony Hawk again. The series has been righted. Everything's good now. (laughs) 